since we actually uploaded something i mean yeah we've we've made podcasts but have they actually gone up for entertainment purposes well no because i've got to do we all got (laughs) nobody likes editing at the end of the day (laughs) welcome back to the bacon bowl ladies and gentlemen where it's like the prodigal son returning i am your host max ryan i'm joined by Yes, Monkey Bacon, Meaty Bacon, Tasty Bacon! Yeah, no! I told you to introduce yourself. Yeah, no! I told you to introduce yourself. Yes. So I'd actually like to uh, start off by saying congratulations, Mr. Stark. Oh, whatever are you talking about? I was I was so about? happy you're breaking this one out. I'm glad you're breaking this one out, Max. I, I think I think it's uh, worth noting, considering on our second podcast, he said, "I don't know if I'll ever get married, but if I do, my ring's gonna be made out of pl- pl- whatever it, f- it was." <laughs> 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 Animantium, plumadium, whatever. F- you. To, to be fair, I also said it'd be nerdy as sh- and it's going to be mm. nerdy as. Sh- Good man. I, I approve. Of, I approve of this girl, by the way. I'm I'm looking at the emblem right now, actually. <laughs> I love the emblem. I, <laughs> I, just, I don't, I don't think I've seen it. With the balls to do this is my thing. You know, we always talked about how we'd have weddings like this when we were like twelve. He's doing it. I don't think he's I've actually seen doing it. I love how we're all. Oh my gosh, you're making this wedding up and everything. You know, I'm getting married, right? Oh, that too. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, Vigo, uh, please explain to me some of the more like nerdtastic things that are going on with your wedding. So I think So I, I was just telling Max about the website a little bit, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um Is this something we put on our Tumblr, which is probably taken down by now. Oh yeah, by the way, our Tumblr's dead. Go on. I, ch- I checked on it this Oh morning. no, it's all of our dead. listener. <laughs> <laughs> what a fing shame. <laughs> Jack's over here about to, he's in he's like snacking on some sliders right now and he's about, he's trying not to choke at the I'm moment choking on Vigo's meat that he cooked. <laughs> so at, at any rate one one of the the big things that's top of mind right now is um actually on our website right now. So we're going through the design process and we both go in there and just put placeholders for things like, oh, this is where pictures are going to go. This is where venue information is going to go. 
and there's a page for like the bridal party and she goes in there and names the group of bridesmaids or the bridesmaids uh she names them the justice league <laughs> and she names the groomsmen the avengers <laughs> i <laughs> you not i'm <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty amazing um so yeah, the Justice League are, is the bridesmaids, and the Avengers are the groomsmen. So while you're looking into that, I'll go ahead and quickly outline some of the other things that we're doing. Um, one of which is, um, you know how you go to weddings, typically you get party favors. You know, some people give you these, like, cheap fans that are like, hey, you know, Greg Thanks. and Elizabeth, you know... 2020. Yay. Thanks for coming out. Here's some honey. <laughs> it's organic. <laughs> <laughs> we are opting to go another route. To kind of preface this and set the stage, I've been into 3D printing uh, for the past probably six months now-ish. Or, no, four or five months. And very shortly thereafter, I got engaged and I had this idea um <laughs> to do something awesome right so we all love power rangers right go vigo and you know the the medallions that the power rangers have oh vigo <laughs> we are going to have medallions as party favors that i am casting in uh i'm cold casting in bronze and giving out to everyone and the design of the medallion is going to obviously have you know our wedding date our names on there but also just a bunch of that we both love so it's gonna have like harry potter stuff on there it's got the deathly hollows logo on it it's got a boba fett silhouette on there it's got batman <laughs> it's got it's got serenity on there it's got a on there it's got legends of zelda and it has a silhouette of my fiance dancing actually it's pretty pretty neat and i can't wait to start cranking out about a hundred of these things <laughs> what we'll also do is all of the tables like the centerpieces are going to be uh you know fun thing fun things from geek culture like the aforementioned batman uh firefly Legends of Zelda, stuff like that. There's going to be like a Harry Potter themed table. <laughs> this is fantastic. I, I'm, I can't. I'm, I, this is, this and, is like the event of the century for me. <laughs> and one thing that we've talked about is for the send off, instead of like people like, well, they don't let you throw rice anymore because of birds or whatever. Because communist. <laughs> <laughs> what the f <laughs> what is this? Max has opinions, folks. <laughs> here for like 30 seconds and like try to like connect the dots and now I'm just <laughs> You know, you know in the military when they have like the processionals and people will have like their swords up or whatever and then like people will, will walk in between them. Yes. yes. <laughs> Tell me it's lightsabers. It's lightsabers. Yes! <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> 
Well, that's we multitasking. We celebrate this with you. We're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous because I just want to get, you know, done for you. And I feel like I'm running around with my head cut off, not doing enough. But let me know. <laughs> let me know. And, and uh, just excited. Yeah. And I, I actually uh, look forward to uh, spending what the uh, first two weeks with you, or a week and a half. We'll be hitting up uh, Dragon Con. We will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So we're gonna yeah, have that's a. Our, that's our pregame for the wedding. That's the pre. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I thought it was gonna be the pregame for the bachelor party pregame, but you know that's. I just... was about to say I thought that was a bachelor party. That was actually one of the considerations we had when picking out a date was we didn't want it to conflict with Dragon, Dragon Con. Con. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, congratulations, Vigo. Thank you so much. Vigo, including his, you know, wedding plans and websites, what's that, is, is already on top of things. He has a he has a plan right here, right in front of us. <laughs> I'm <laughs> looking at this. I have been looking at this, like, list here with bullet point. Ah, with bullet point. Bullet points. I have a no. And I have a list. You just can't see from Knives Out to Rise of Skywalker to The Mandalorian, video games, pop culture, including... Let's... let's, let's, let's all right, let's, all right. Let's, yeah, let's, that, that yeah. all... We'll save that. All so, right. we... I, I, ha, I have a list of things that I wanted to talk about, and because there's a lot, I wanted to make sure I jotted it down because I am <laughs> talking. I'll start uh, talking about some recent movies, and by recent, I mean last few months. Uh, the first of which I actually saw with Jack here. Um, we went to go see the new modern take whodunit Knives Out. And I will be uh, in the corner for 30 minutes because I don't want to say it. <laughs> you won't. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. We'll Spoiler free. Okay, uh, <clears throat> but suffice to say, like, this movie was such a fun ride. It was just a... It was like Agatha Christie, uh, but with sort of a tw 21st century take on it, and I loved it. And Daniel Craig as this, uh, you know, podunk, like, Kansas City, southern drawl uh, detective, he puts on such a hysterical performance and i have come to know and love him as hillbilly bond <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah i'm going to uh to add on here you two should definitely definitely uh put time into this one. Oh, it, don't it, get me wrong it's definitely still on my list yeah no it well it, it's just it's so, so well cast uh you know older actors and actresses as well who i feel like haven't been given a fair shake in recent years who gets to just open up here including don johnson which you know the last thing i saw him in was nash bridges you know just great cast great storyline you know a through a, a few you can't have a movie like this without some twists and turns but i feel like the twists here subverted expectations in just the best kind of way and delivered in in a very satisfying way as well and and you know even if you know you did feel somewhat gypped which i didn't i haven't spoken with anyone who feels like the movie didn't live up to their expectations but even if you do feel that way you have to just enjoy the performances of all these just a plus actors in this movie including uh the lead star actually the young girl 
Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas, yeah. She she holds her own against these just juggernauts of of actors here. You know, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom McCle- uh, Don Johnson, all of them. He, she she holds her own and does an excellent job uh, for it. And I, and I, I know there's a a sequel in the works now as well. And I have a hard time, you know, believing one would work without her just because she was such a just force in this that worked in tandem with Daniel Craig's character. Absolutely. So to kind of piggyback off of that, when I heard about the how they're making a sequel to it, like I I immediately started thinking about Poirot and how Mm -hmm. this could this could potentially parrot that series uh, with that character, character with Daniel Craig being the new Poirot. Yeah, it, it's pronounced Poirot. What the ever? <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I, I knew Red was going to come in with that because she is actually a big fan of the Poirot like uh, PBS series. I don't yeah, speak uh, it was. It's English. I, I don't speak French. Technically, he's Belgian. Spanish in high school. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was an excellent film, uh, highly recommended, and and just well plotted, well written. Um, definitely go see it, guys. I'm 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 very uh, very pleased with that one. In fact, I was very I've been very pleased with a lot of movies that I've seen recently. I think you yeah. had some others on your list that you wanted to bring you, up briefly. Uh, well, you, 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 you can you can you can take the next one. Go ahead. Uh, well, okay. Uh, this is not on your list, but I do want to bring it up, and I don't, I think I'm the only one here who has seen it. Okay. Uh, Uncut Gems. I had a feeling you were going to bring that one up. Uncut Gems. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. That's the one with Adam Sandler, right? With Adam Sandler. And I never in my life thought I would love uh, an Adam Sandler movie this much. That being said, this is not your traditional Adam Sandler movie by any stretch of the imagination. And I... This is... what, What did I say? It was an example of... This is how you do it, right? Screenwriting. Uh, I believe the quote was somewhere along the lines of, "This is what uh, all the f- in Hollywood be, should be showered with every morning before they eat their gluten-free bagels." It's croissant, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it was. I, I cannot explain to you. you know, it's a two and a half hour movie. Flew by like crazy. I cannot explain to you. All the little complexities, little divots of of brilliance in the writing for such a fairly simple story, actually. I mean, on paper, it just sounds like, well, this is a story of a guy who basically destroys, you know, his own life and everything around him because of his gambling addiction. But that that does not do it justice in the least with all the characters wandering around him, with everything that's pouring onto him. And I couldn't help but think, you know back to some of the screenwriting classes we took in college, uh, Max, where, you know, if, if your character is going through a really tough time, you know, put more on top of them, make them suffer more, because when they climb out of it, if they climb out of it, but if they climb out of it, it it, it makes them all stronger. And, you know, there, there's a lot of that going on in the movie where, you know, there's a, there's a moment, and I was watching this with Mary, in the theater, there's a moment during the second act where he's in his office, he's talking to people, he's taking calls, 
Uh, people are coming in and out of his store. Uh, people are asking him questions, talking over one another. It's all coming down on him at once. Do not see this movie with a high blood pressure because it is stressful at times. It is very stressful. And Mary just like took my hand and held on to it because no music, no no over drama or anything. The the moment was purely acting from all different angles of all different types of all different people of all different types of characters, and and we were just feeling the weight of the world just come down on Adam Sandler's character and. He is just a force in this movie. If anyone dares say Adam Sandler is a good actor, he's a one-trick pony and whatnot, I, I point them to this film because his performance is by far the best I've seen this past year. Uh, granted, I've not yet watched The Irishman. I intend to, but typically when I have uh, four free hours, I'm doing something else or should be doing something else. Uh, <laughs> and I am going to see uh, 1917 very soon as well oh that is that is a good movie well red maybe you could take that one but but uh i i will have to say that uncut gems is probably one of my top favorite films of the past year and i cannot speak highly enough of it um and this is coming from a guy i i saw i recently saw movies like you know like knives out uh parasite uh you saw parasite i saw parasite i mean all well written well scripted films but for me, uh, Uncut Gems was the was the taker. I can't wait to see this movie. That and Par- and Parasite. Parasite was fantastic. I I uh, I'll speak of it briefly because I know the rest of you haven't uh, seen it. But uh, that is also another well plotted film. Uh, you know, uh, it was directed by the same director as The Host. Vigo, I, you and I watched that for the first time together years ago, and you know, very kind of black comedy at first, sort of spiraling into something even darker uh, type of film. And it, it really does speak to the sign of the times. It, it, I found it interesting that despite the fact it was, uh, it's a foreign film, it's, it, there's definitely a theme of class separation, uh, you know, uh, and what money separation is doing to us as not necessarily a society, but just as people, you know, what, how, how it has separated us and, and like made us so unaware of each other. And I, I, it, it, it was very uncomfortable to watch because of that. I felt. I feel like uh, Bong Joon-ho, um, the director in question here, uh, is kind of a mastermind of articulating those messages through his craft. Yeah. Um, and it's, it has not gone unrecognized either. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we saw that this was recently nominated, uh, for, uh, what was it? Best, it was, was it best, best picture? picture? Best yeah. picture and best, best director. At, like not foreign film, like general best picture. The first, yeah, the first foreign, I, well, yeah. Film in another language. Yeah. That, that's, that's been nominated for that, so... So it is not going unnoticed, and I am super fired up to see this. I actually, I actually purchased it blindly. Recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? I didn't. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. It's, yeah. it's uncomfortable to be sure, but it's it's well made. It, yeah, I it, it, I get it uh, this week, actually, or I guess next week, and I cannot wait to pop that in and watch uh, Bong Joon Ho, 
my my man Ho do his thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Rev, I, I think since you've you're the only one here who's seen 1917, why don't you say a few non-spoilery words about that one? Well, the background is obviously um, the Great War, World War One. So that that's not a spoiler, right? No, that's not. Okay. okay. Wait, there's a the first one. I, I thought, thought it just went to two. I thought we just skipped the first one. Like it was so I bad. The, just. I thought the first one was so bad. They're just like one. Let's go to two. This is two. It's about this. These two British soldiers. Um, they they they're given like impossible orders to cross like uh, against enemy territory just to find one of their just to find one of their brothers uh and without giving out any spoilers uh things go a little bit awry throughout the uh traveling right real quick uh can you can you tell us i mean obviously one thing that we've all probably seen and read about this film is the 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 filmmaking of it all right the Yes. The way that it was shot and uh, yes. you know, the glorious one-shotness in, yes. in quotes. So you do know about that. Oh my gosh, that was I was not prepared for that. I mean, I feel like there were out of all the whole the whole movie, there was just like two shots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you you you'll you'll know once you see it. At any point during the film, what, did that get overwhelming? Because I mean, kind of the purpose behind one shots, and I'm not the film major here. Oh but yeah. What I understand the purpose of one shot, of one shots is kind of like help build up that tension, because it doesn't give you a chance to breathe. Oh, it, it doesn't really give you a break. Like it, at it, any point, did you start to feel overwhelmed? A little bit, but there is there's probably a there is one part that gives you time to breathe and gives you time to relax but then like but then like uh any any soldier it's time to go to war and do work so you you get back get back into hell and but it's i believe uh i saw like a video on twitter where uh the main character is running uh towards the camera and the there's and the soldiers are running uh behind him and bombs are going out and sh shots mm -hmm. and everything and none of that was cgi practical uh, effect yeah it, it wow. was all it was all real it was the in the real in the real field uh like uh real guns well not real guns but yeah explosions <laughs> and everything but it was all just it was real it, it reminded me of um it reminded me of uh, that uh, one scene from gone with the wind where they show uh, well, 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 I'm not sure if you've seen Gone with the Wind, but my, my our mother's seen it like what uh, thirty thousand times, and all right, and yeah, and there's a scene where uh, Miss Scarlet goes and sees the wounded. There's like a a big land mass of wounded soldiers and people, and all of those were <clears throat> real people and extras. It, I don't know why it just reminded me of that. Just. There, there were real people. There was no CGI in this movie. It was not that I'm aware of, but it was just, and it was all one shot. And oh my god, it was incredible. <laughs> you, you, for the sake of cinematography and film, 
I, I urge you to see this. Okay. I mean, I, it's, it's definitely next on my list. Cause I don't, I mean, that, that will take less time than the Irishman, the Irishman, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I want to preface by saying I've started, but I'm going to treat it more like a, you know, mini series at this point. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how Quentin um, Tarantino re-released, uh, Hateful Eight yeah, in, in I, three parts. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. But anyway, uh, well, that's excellent, uh, Reb. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think I want to correct something. I think there is some CGI in it just because it would have been impossible to rebuild some of those planes. Right. Uh, but right, but, yeah. but it's not CG. They're not relying on it. Like No, they're not relying on it. Yeah. I'd rather rely on, you know, practical effects, robotics, puppetry over something that... Right actors were literally just placed in front of a green screen and saying, oh, okay, so you're going to turn left up here at the cantina. Oh, you don't see the cantina? Trust me, it's there. I I could not agree more. I, I, as we were talking, I, I just took a note down to talk about Unreal Engine and the work that they're doing mm-hmm. over there at the Mandalorian and the like, innovative uh, cinematography and filmmaking that they're doing with that. Right? And, I mean, it if if I'm saying this wrong, please correct me. But aren't they kind of like projecting like the scene onto it and then building it? Uh, to an extent, yeah. That, that's probably the best layman's way to explain it. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's the easiest I, I, way could have explained it. I mean, basically, it it it's it's like a perspective shot, like it. The the so they use Unreal Engine, which is a video game engine. Actually, uh, they use Unreal Engine on it, and they use that to sort of focus in on the centerpieces or the center or the characters. And as the camera moves, the scene behind them will move in such a way that makes it look almost unre. I mean, you wouldn't be able to distinguish it from a, a practical scene. Um, yeah. And I've seen some really, really cool YouTube videos of all this, and it's just so cool. And watching The Mandalorian has just been such a treat. I mean, you know, the world building and the storyline aside, it's 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 beautifully, beautifully done. Oh, great. Yeah, I'll have to back that. I've only seen the first three episodes so far. I've, I've loved them. I think... It's probably some of the best Star Wars anything I've seen in a while. And we're following a main character here who doesn't talk a lot, whose face is hidden. And so how do we, you know, how do we connect and how do we move along? How do we invest ourselves in a character whose face we don't see and who doesn't say a lot of lines? And, you know, there's the cliche. It's true, but it's a cliche show don't tell mm-hmm. so we we see all the time what mando is doing it's very clear what his motivations are and whatnot and but then we run into another issue the fact we, we can't see his face and that's when you take the visual storytelling to another level he gets in his ship right uh after delivering what everyone so affectionately calls baby yoda he gets gets in his ship. The asset. Yes, the asset. The child. And 
he he's about to uh, crank back one of the levers, right? But he he I've forgot seen that part. He, he forgot to screw the little like you know the ball on the lever, and the camera just slowly pushes in on his helmet. And I'm thinking to my we we all know what he's thinking just based on the camera movement because he's paused. You can't see his face, but the camera is kind of making the expression for him by pushing in on him. And then he turns his ship off, gets back up, and goes back out there to uh, get his baby. Um, and and I was just mind blown by how well the story is being told via camera. Well, on top of uh, speaking it, of the same scene, it's not – I mean the camera does a phenomenal job of telling the story. But you got to give it up to I forget the actor's name. Um, yeah, you got you got to you got to give Over it up it. to his acting as well because even though like when he's reaching out to grab that lever, you can see you can see like yeah, there's the initial hesitation in it, but you can also see go back and watch it. You can see like contemplation in his fingers. You're not wrong. What you're talking about is body language. Body language. You're, you're 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 talking about body language and, and and letting letting like the language of how you move bring out the character instead of your expressions. And we see this a lot in stuff like Super Sentai as well. Um, <laughs> this is a little more delicate, but it's it's uh, you you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. There's there's acting there. Uh, Pascal actually isn't in the suit for each episode. Sometimes it, the entire way through, it's his uh, stunt double. But they work together because I, I think he had like a stage show that he was a part of during this this whole thing. But uh, he worked very closely with his stuntman, who constantly was asking him, "Why did you make this move? Why did you make this decision?" So they were very good, very meticulous about being uh, consistent with one another. I'm a huge fan of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I I absolutely adore. I think I, I mentioned the world building earlier and the way that it, it, it expertly ties in to the Star Wars, the, uh, the other Star Wars series and movies that we know and love without riding on their coattails. It's like what, what Solo tried to be. Right. Yeah, I agree. Solo still got a little too clean at times, but I think... I mean, the tone of this show, right off the bat, that very first scene, oh my god, it was a total western. You know, the whole the the badass, you know, bounty hunter outlaw walks into the the bar, you know, and <laughs> everyone else then I kind of heckles him a little bit, and then he just goes ape on them. And <laughs> like I I literally when I watched that first scene, I was just t- so taken aback because like. I had just subscribed to Disney Plus, and I'm like, yeah, Disney. And then, like, I watched this scene, and I'm like, what the f*** is <laughs> I remember see- seeing that scene actually before I subscribed to Disney Plus. Oh. And uh, <laughs> when, uh, I-, I watched it. I was like, oh, my God, this this has to be, like, a pretty intense scene later on or something like that. And then when I uh, – when I saw it was in the first fucking episode, I was like, well, shit, I'll just get my strap on out and bend over. 
not just the first episode, the first scene. The I know. Scene. It was brilliant. Well, since we're on the topic of Star Wars, there's a movie or two that Vigo didn't get to. And there was a big Star Wars movie that happened about a month ago. Vigo. <laughs> I assume we've all seen it. I'm looking at you, Reb. Um. Um, <laughs> no spoilers. I'll, I'll just give my, my unfiltered, spoiler-free opinion of the movie. I'll say up front, bottom line up top, I loved it. Um, having said that, I thought it was messy. <laughs> um, that is filled with a lot of what I found to be just unnecessary exposition. But for me, that didn't really take away from it being a Star Wars movie. And like, I am a Star Wars fan. At any point in time, like, if I'm watching a Star Wars movie, like, like, I'm happy with that. Like, I don't care if it's The Phantom Menace. I'll I'll watch that, and I'll enjoy it. I will find things to love about it because it's Star Wars. Um, I think Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker is better than The Phantom Menace, but for, to be clear. <laughs> but... Thank um, God. It, it was... It, it was a lot. I thought I had. I don't. I thought it was a lot of fun, um, and I did love it. But it's not without its issues. So that's that's all I'll say there. I I did think it was messy. It did have some uh, issues, but at the same time, I did enjoy it. Uh, considering how much of the saga was wrapped up in this one movie. What I enjoyed about this one is it kind of stepped away from the formula of, okay, here's here's the acts that you know, and instead of giving you the third act, which we already know, it completely just rewrote everything. If that makes sense. I think, I agree that in a sense that rewrote things, but maybe not for the better i'm not saying i'm not saying they were for the better but i i appreciate the fact that i didn't get uh uh what is it revenge or revenge of the sith or return of the jedi in some fashion see i i love force awakens uh force awakens was an incredible rebirth uh i like the last jedi a lot too i know a lot of people give it crap for subverting things that they wish went differently but i still find that there's a lot of really great themes in last jedi and, it, and it's a great looking movie it's a fantastic looking movie and i feel like because the fan backlash was so unnecessarily violent they were they were kind of going back and you know they felt the need to fix and i say that in quotations uh things that La last jedi did and I didn't really appreciate that. Like, this wasn't really a sequel to Last Jedi and its themes. It was just kind of a fan service the movie. And and this may be a controversial take for some of you, but I didn't think the movie needed Palpatine at all. There, Palpatine has secrets. I think we could have learned some of these secrets without him being in it. And I, I think that the movie would have felt left stuffy had he been exercised from the movie. But yeah, that's that's all I got. Besides, uh, I found him. If, if Vigo has his annoying little, what is it, pop, pop, 
Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here I am. Go. I have. I have. I have some things to say in well, the pop culture arena. He does. I, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Go, go. You'd be happy to know, I have found my Satan's hole as well. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. Because, this is, I have waited a long time to listen to this. <clears throat> Go. Oh, he, he's getting ready. He has... Is he moisting his lips? <laughs> he just put a napkin in his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to devour. So, um, let's talk about the coronavirus real quick. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say the Taylor Swift documentary. <laughs> both both are plaguing the world right now, or in the very near future. <laughs> so, from director director Lana Wilson, uh, she's she's directing uh, this documentary for about Taylor Swift called Miss Americana. Now, this is. Uh, Lana's follow-up to her direction in a TV miniseries called A Cure for Fear. Um, I've never never heard of it, and now that I know that she's making this documentary, I don't need to see it either, because obviously she didn't find a cure for fear. (laughs) (laughs) At any rate... Here's my synopsis of this documentary. I, I I took some time and I watched the previews for it. And it's a behind the fame look at Hitler. And um, yeah, so you get to see her on tour and see rich white girl problems. <laughs> so you can enjoy that on January 31st. <laughs> Where is airing? Netflix. Oh, oh God. Netflix. January 30th. I'm quality, quality I'm <laughs> So, speaking of white women with way too much f***ing money, let's talk a minute about Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you! Oh, my God, here's my hellfire. Oh, we get to share a hatred. So... Before, before I get into specific products that this snake oil salesman is peddling now, <laughs> I briefly want to talk about another Netflix gem that j- was just released yesterday. Is this the gem you shove up your <laughs> no, Asking for a friend. <laughs> so she has a new series, six episodes, because... Why the f- not? Um, she has a new series called The Goop Lab coming up at Netflix yesterday. No, f- she's making a <laughs> god f- mini series for snake oil. Bull- <laughs> what? You gotta do some of that all the money. F- <laughs> Like, you really want to rein people in and watch your show? Call it the Goop Lab. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, have you, have you read the 
<laughs> why she called it goop. <coughs> this is a direct quote from Gwyneth Paltrow about goop. I was told all successful companies have two O's in them. I mean, she does have a point. Ooh. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon. Lucasfilm. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix. Hooters. Oh, Facebook. I, Facebook. I think... At any rate, so I watched a preview of this as well. Oh, God. And basically the entire premise of the show is it's basically just QVC for goop about their, <laughs> you know, their wellness practices and, like, the experiments they're doing about how to have orgasms and like that. It, it, There's it, an entire it, series of this! <laughs> uh, where's the episode dedicated to uh, I swear this is an occult? Where, do you, where did you see that? Alright, alongside Vigo, I was watching f***ing, like... Alright, she has a goop f***ing summit. F***ing people actually <laughs> buy into this god <laughs> sh- <laughs> there, there were two girls in this one video I was watching. There are two girls, and they're like, Hey, uh, why do you like goop? And they both, the girls both looked at each other, and they go, Well, we have, um... Um, rare medical diseases. Rare medical diseases? What the f*** does that even mean? The doctors can't qualify? I'm just so f***ing stupid, I'll throw my money at anything. Here's a paper rock that I shove up my There it is. That's what I was waiting for. Thank you. Goop is selling little stickers that claim they have vibrational healing properties. How do you put a vibration in a god sticker? (laughs) See, this is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) How did Anna die? Rare medical diseases. (laughs) All right. I I'm sorry, Vigo, but I'm taking too. over. Is that anything to do with it? Vigo, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm taking over, but the last one, I got a f- She has a candle. That was my next point. Uh, oh, no, it, I hated this. Candle, which is sold for, like, $300. It, $60 and a, for a candle. Oh, $60. Oh, that's so much better. I would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Because everybody knows I love the smell of my vagina. <laughs> That's right, folks. You too can now purchase your own smells like my vagina candle. Oh my god. It's sold out. <laughs> <laughs> I heard your microphone vibrate. Maybe, you have a maybe still, do you have heal a, me. Do you have a sticker on it? <laughs> the vibes! The vibes! Got a bunch of lonely incels out there. No, no <laughs> if, if you act now, you can order her next ca- candle. Uh, Sant, Sant ca- called a hobo's d- cheese. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. We should we should set up a competing company. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've actually looked up some of these products. They're like fifteen bucks or less on Amazon. So basically, everybody, all you're paying for is the Gwyneth Paltrow goop. Well, yeah, because her name has brain No, I mean the goop that actually comes out of her vagina. That's what you're paying for. Oh, I want to stop the podcast now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So some guy, oh. uh, some guy from Twitter named Adam Ray oh. Comedy tweeted about this, and he says, it was only a matter of time until normal scented candles would be out of style. Your move, Yankee Candle Company. Time to get the, get the rock. Time to get the rock to sell candles that smell like his balls. Price is one dollar per and sell them for seventy-four bucks. I mean, if they'd sell like an after-sex candle that smell, maybe. This is getting really uncomfortable. Can we stop? Oh God. Oh. <laughs> Can we move on to scrotum face yet? <laughs> so. And so, speaking of redeeming qualities, Justin Bieber has Lyme disease. <laughs> I just came. <laughs> so, yeah, he has Lyme disease. That's happy. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that wasn't enough enough for him. So he re- recently released uh, a video called Yummy. And I saw that. I love how we oh. move from the subject of vagina to scrotum. That's. Scrotum <laughs> <laughs> face McGee. Vagina to scrotum to Lyme disease to yummy. Um, so along along with that, he also released a, a, a statement in such Um he was talking about how, you know, like, I believe I'm right where I'm supposed to be, and God has me right where he wants me. <laughs> that, that was what he... Right was. in the crosshairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and then I, like, watched this music video. God is nowhere to be found. <laughs> like, so, my, my question... <laughs> My point, my my rant here is don't bring God into this. <laughs> Do you want Lyme, Lyme disease? Because that's how you get Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on the subject here, Lyme disease really, like, I think we could have done a lot better. <laughs> like, I don't doubt. I don't doubt, Vigo, that this is this can't be the only disease he has. <laughs> Let's be honest. All the stories, all the the check-ins out of the 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 certain <clears throat> establishments he's left in Africa, you reported on. Uh, that that can't be the only disease he has. And, and part of me even wonders if this is a front. Maybe he started, that's maybe, this. Maybe he started the coronavirus. Oh, he is the coronavirus. <laughs> no, yummy is the coronavirus. <laughs> and it is 
pervasive. It had like built a bit like a billion views already. Oh God! It was released. Really? It was released in like early January or something like that. Of this year? Yeah. Of this year, 2020. Yeah. And it's already gotten. Oh, geez. I it's. It, Regrettably, I was on the iTunes store looking up something actually worthwhile the other day, and it was like number one. Okay, well, or or it's a marketing ploy. It could be. Uh, it could be. That's um, you know, talking about someone a little bit more talented. That's also the route that Avril Lavigne went recently went with too, because she was out of the game for you know five or six years, something like that, mm-hmm. um, battling Lyme disease. And then she made an album about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I know how serious Lyme disease is. Yes. And like, it's, it's, you know, it's something that I wouldn't wish on anyone. So I just hope and pray that someone ends his suffering. <laughs> <laughs> God. You're a true Christian. <laughs> well, you know, if uh, somebody doesn't do that, he could just go over to Goop and buy Everlasting Love for thirty dollars. <laughs> Everlasting Love. It's f-ing water. I don't know vibrational stickers for those rare medical diseases. <laughs> Anyway, that is all I had today, folks. He's now wiping his mouth. (laughs) Peace over. Oh, my gosh. Gotta wipe all that goop off. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That goop is the rare medical disease that they were talking about. (laughs) Well, Max, why don't you wrap us up here? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can stop taking our abuse. <laughs> um, our our Tumblr is dead, so I don't have to remember that. And I we're so some... I'm trying. I, I'm thinking about uh, uploading all our prior podcasts and hopefully this one to uh, Spotify. Good idea, actually. Oh, great! Yeah. Uh, I believe I believe our Facebook is still a thing. It I don't is. know. I. It I isn't. haven't been on Facebook, and like, I, it, it still receives uh, views. Actually, <laughs> really, that's that's interesting. I, I haven't <laughs> been on Facebook in like four months, so I couldn't it tell you if it's still me. alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that does wrap it up uh, for today. My name is Max Ryan. I'm Jack Hudgens. I am Vigo. A whole bunch of that you don't care about. Start. Start. <laughs> I am Reb Hudgens. And that does it for the Bacon Bowl. Remember, stay crispy.